everyone and welcome back to the One Talk podcast. You're here with Ryan once again and on today's episode we've actually got a really cool interesting conversation happening with myself and a guy named Kyle Current. And we touch a lot on his story as well as mental health, mindset, a lot of spiritual side of things too. There's a lot of cool insight and perspective throughout this episode that you can take on and adapt it to your life. So I recommend anything you hear within this episode, take some notes, implement into your life or any perspectives that you hear, take that on and just enjoy the value within this episode. And if you could also give us a follow, like, subscribe, whatever platform you're following this on and also leave a rating, that would mean so much for the podcast in terms of growth. I appreciate every one of you guys listening in every week and all the new people that are coming in and listening as well. It never goes unnoticed, so I appreciate you all. But I just want to say, enjoy today's episode, and let's welcome Kyle. And today we're joined by Kyle Current. Kyle Current is an inspiration coach, mentor, teacher, speaker, and sales whiz who has helped over 850 businesses find results and has inspired so many others to do what feels right to them. Now, I'd like to introduce today, Kyle. How are you? How you doing, brother? I'm doing really good, brother. Really good. Thank you again for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, no worries at all, man. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you on. I was looking through some of the talk topics for today, and I was really excited to have a journey of yourself and what brought you to become the person that you are today and just your life journey, brother. Sounds like an inspirational one. So I'd love to touch on where it all began for you. Yeah, so where do I start? Um, I would go back all the way to my childhood. Um, so I was born, uh, so I didn't start walking until I was two. Yeah. Um, and my mum figured something with that, basically, and then she took me to the doctors, um, and then I found I have this condition. It's called Shakamari tooth, which is a muscle nerve disease, which is a basically it's there's there's so much there's so much research on it at the moment that it's really hard to determine like what the causes of it are but it's it's a de- degenerative muscle nerve disorder where it's just um which affects the nerves the muscles from the from the neck down yeah. um for most people and some people can't even walk with the condition um but for me i've sort of had all these studies and tests done um, all the way throughout my life and every test they do seems to come back normal to the condition and yeah. there's different types of the condition whether it's cmta um it's so many different types i'm not even sure like myself i'm just so oblivious to it i just sort of keep doing my thing but i've had so many like nerve muscle biopsies um and they just keep coming back to normal then i found that actually there's actually people out there with the same condition that it's very rare to find like um the actual type of it yeah um and then i ever since then i've sort of um i've grown up in this realm of like being disabled and doing things but it really hasn't stopped me from doing stuff like when i was growing up as a kid i used to get picked on used to get bullied um just because of my, the way i walked mm. some of the stuff i said how i looked because um, i was different as you say in in, in the child in, in the class yeah. classroom and 
that was really tough. Like that was really tough growing up as a kid, just just being caught every name under the sun and no one really understanding who I was. And then um, if it's sorry to interrupt, I was going to say while we're on this point here, like if there's a listener out here that's tuned into this and they are experiencing something similar with bullying and being feel like they're different, like you said, what advice would you give to that person? Mm. I was talking to my younger self. I would just tell them, like, don't let their opinions cloud your own judgment. And it's only names. Yeah. Like, don't let don't let their bullying affect what you want to do in your life because mm-hmm. that bullying is coming back to themselves. Like, they're probably hurting inside themselves. So I wouldn't... Don't let someone else's things they say to you affect you. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful, bro, because the key thing you touched on is like they're probably hurt themselves and what it is, it doesn't validate why they're doing what they're doing, but it helps with the acceptance and the peace of why they're doing it and makes it makes you understand that it's got nothing to do with you. And then you can separate yourself from the words that they're saying by doing that. So I'm glad you touched on that, bro. Mm. So going forward from this stage of school, what was it like transitioning when you're getting into like a teenager and, and, and an adult? Um, well, as a teenager, I um, I went to grow up on the Gold Coast, um, born and bred. Um, so as a teenager, I just grew through school. I was I had these what you call ankle splints on my ankles because I couldn't walk long distance. I got tired real quickly. Yeah. So with the condition that I've got, it makes me my muscles and nerves are sort of a lot weaker than most people. And I was the shortest kid in my high school grade. Like I was shortest kid in like almost the shortest kid in grade twelve. And yeah. I have these ankle splints that I walk around with. And then I eventually got a, a disability scooter through school and I end up um, creating like sort of footpath for me to go around. Because my school was pretty massive and I yeah. couldn't walk from one end to the other. So growing up, I still got picked on, but I got, I guess I got people looked at me differently because I had these privileges Mm. And I wouldn't be able like they I'll get segregated into doing stuff when I didn't really play sport because I got segregated into this other sort of oh you've got a condition so we'll put you in here and I didn't really know any better because it was just a label that they put on me so I just dealt with it. Mm. But I used to do like I used to just took it to heart like not realizing looking looking back then I took it to heart too much and that's probably. Yeah. But I always used to try and dish it back, but it deep down actually really hurts. So Yeah, definitely. And like at the time as well, like being a young person going through school, like everyone's only doing with the like the best with the information they got, right? So everyone's literally mm. just doing the best with what they got. And when you're not equipped with the tools to cope with the pressures that other people put onto you, it's then hard to try and reflect that and use it as something that you can overcome rather than <laughs> projecting it back. That's why I think it's so awesome with the work that you do is that you've been through that situation in your life that you've then gone and learned the skills and tools. Now your trajectory of life is to give that value back to teach other people so that they can learn from what you went through. 100%. And I feel as though if I can, if I can help shift someone's train of thoughts and help them do something in their life, well, 
it just lights my soul up. Yeah. So that's, um, <laughs> mm. I can see that by looking at your face now too. Mm. You can see how much it just lights you up. And mm. like, cause that, that fire comes from deep within. I think that lights you up. It's not something that's just surface level. And I can see that by looking at you. Like that's a deep core fire. Mm. That's great. Mm. Yeah. And also with those labels too, brother, because as as humans, we can attach labels to ourselves. Like there's no tomorrow. We can get so obsessed with them. And it's because rather it helps us feel like we're a part of something or a certain group, or we just fall into the trap of becoming the victim of the label as well. So in your transition to overcoming these labels that people put on you, like what helped you in that transition? And what was some of the first moments you realized that these labels weren't you? Oh, just got goosebumps. Um, I think one thing is i i've always been intrigued in learning mm. like i've always I, I love school i love school so much because because of the learning side of it i've always so when i as soon as i left school i went straight to tafe university to study different different like a, a couple of degrees as well but um i think for me to get the transition out of it was was i met um I met a good friend of mine and he, I think it's, 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 a, it's that old saying, it's who you surround yourself with. Mm. So I had like, I've, I've got like a lot of friends. Um, but I think for me to transition from, from being a, from being a, uh, a victim to a valor mm. of my old, of my old past, it's, it's just the people you surround yourself with. So yeah. I had a good friend of mine that I literally met, several years ago and um rest in peace to him um my, my, my friend brendan he um he sort of shifted my whole reality got me into training got me into health and fitness got me into all that stuff and he really believed in me and i didn't believe in myself mm-hmm. and he's someone that helped me get through the days and this was this was probably when i was 20 21 yeah so i was still in that i was on centrelink i was on disability pension i was studying i wasn't really in this rough i was just in this lull then i met him and he sort of got me out of it mm. to um just be myself how did you meet him because when it comes to surround yourself and i want to say rest in peace as well but when it comes to surround yourself with people that do uplift you and challenge your beliefs and challenge yourself to help you grow like how did you meet a friend like him and how do you continue to meet like-minded people well, we initially met telemarketing together um, nice. several years ago, and we sort of shared similar interests, like both love of MMA, MMA and stuff like that. And we just sort of dwelled from bonded from there, and we ended up becoming really good friends. Like we talk every day, almost every day. Just, just how he, how, like, just how you going, brother? What, how was your day? What, like, what's this and that? And you don't. Those friends are hard to come by. Yes, people have their busy lives, but just checking in see how you are and what you're doing. And like, I think having the level of interest and just, he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself at the time. Yeah. And the love he showed for me, I can now look back and see what he, what he had to give. Mm, it's leading with that unconditional love. Yeah. And, lo- and looking back, it's like, I was oblivious to it. Yeah. I was just thought as a good friend, and I've got a lot, a lot, a lot of good friends looked out for me. But um, challenging is definitely something like he, like even just even whether if it's just mentally, physically, 
just being able to challenge someone on a certain thing. He challenged me when we were training together, so it was good. Yeah, because when did you and other friends as well? Yeah, like when did you first start training as well? Because I see now, like the start of the podcast, you said you didn't start walking until you two, and then you had to walk with um, support as well growing up. But then now I see videos of you doing like boxing and kickboxing, I believe. So when did that start for you getting into health and fitness? Um, well, my friend, another friend of mine, Brennan, um, and he's, he's someone that challenged me all the time. Um, we met in high school, like we sort of didn't connect, didn't connect until outside of school. Same, we, again, we shared the same interests in MMA and, and all the other stuff. And we sort of dwelled since then. And, um, he's like, he messaged me one day. He's like, Oh, do you want to, do you want to to throw some hands? And I was like, Oh. Yeah, all right. And he <laughs> got me to his Muay Thai coach. And ever since then, I was like, oh, let's give this a crack. And ever since then, I've just loved it. And now I'm training another gym now. And it's just the body, the body sometimes doesn't like it, but um, it's, um, <laughs> it's definitely good fitness and it's so much fun. It's just good, good to be around a good bl- bunch of people as well that share same similar interests mm. and just surrounded by people that are into that sort of fitness as well. Yeah, and that's the great thing about getting yourself in rooms where you know be around like-minded people, especially something like a like a combat gym. Get me around people who have similar interests, but also similar in terms of growth as well, because they're all there to rather better themselves. They're all there to overcome something. But they're all there for a healthy reason. And by putting yourself in those rooms or those positions, you're only going to benefit from it yourself as well. Well, yeah, I, I first started like the gym I trained at was it was really good. I appreciate like I thank my thank my coach Glenn Cook for that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just it was just learning learning new things and just being able to be in that environment because I was training gym gym previously. I was training weight training previously to doing Muay Thai that I do now, but mm-hmm. it's just actually being able to get confident in something and just enjoy it for what it is. And yeah. I've never looked back since, and it's so much fun. Yeah, it is. It's like it's one of those things, right? I like going into the gym because I know growing up and experiencing bullying as such, I know for some people going into a gym, it can feel intimidating on the first day. Did you have any of those thoughts going in, or were you just so keen just to get on that journey of personal growth? Still, yeah, I still do. Yeah. Like I've just signed up to a new gym as of, uh, last week and it's still those those thoughts come to my mind mm. but now it's like I'm, I'm 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 accepting of what i've got and now um i definitely those those thoughts you have it's it's um am i going to train wrong am i have an accident and this and that and it's like all the all the stuff that you get picked on for just comes to surface yeah and it's hard but at the same time it's like Having someone there with you is going to help you support. It's like having a personal trainer, but then again, you got to have you got to get your own comfortability and going for yourself for the reasons you want to go for. Mm. And that's the hardest part is that is that acceptance, that judgment piece. It's like, well, I'm not this person or that. I can, I can't do this, but at the same time, if you just give it a go and do the best that you can with what you've got, I'm sure other people around you will be able will support that. Mm, that's a powerful lesson there in itself because i relate with that so much with my story as well when i first signed up to the gym was when i got um when i was close to getting sober from my drug addiction i signed up to the gym and i was like i was super skinny i was probably around 60 kilos maybe just under around that somewhere 
And when I first walked into the gym, I could only just like lift a stick, like on bench. Like, I couldn't even lift the bar. Like I just felt so weak and I felt so embarrassed being there. And like, I was so caught up in my head and like, I was just overthinking, overthinking, overthinking. But the more I put myself in the position of going and just using it as a thing for growth, I then realized now, looking back, probably about seven years since I signed up to the gym, when I look at people now that oh, I can tell it's like their first day in the gym or their first week in the gym, like in my mind, I'm clapping them on. I'm like, good for you for being here. Cause like that motivates me seeing people step out of their comfort zone to better themselves. I'm like, yeah. So I just wanted to touch on that as well because I related with you. Mm, it's, uh, it's that piece. It's just giving, like, it's not being afraid to give everything a go. Like, give everything a crack. Like, do do what do what you think is going to help you improve as a person. Yeah. Because if you're relying on other people, you're not going to make that next step. Mm. And that that's a hard thing to do. Um, that's a hard transition to make as well from being reliant on other people to then become an independent and find that motivation and build that discipline, right? I'm st- yeah, and I'm still I'm still learning. Like I'm mm. I'm 29. I'm still learning that piece. It's like because I've had all these support around me because of my computer. I'm now learning to like we're all we're ne- we never we never stop learning. Yeah, definitely. and it's just being able to do what what you're comfortable doing and what makes you uncomfortable to get comfortable with it. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's become uncomfortable because you will then become comfortable. And what makes you uncomfortable? That's no longer uncomfortable. And that's like a, a funny life lesson that I learned as well is just putting yourself in those situations because then it becomes normal. Exactly. And then like to the point now where I'm training Muay Thai and it's, it's so comfortable. Yeah. But it's like, oh, I need to take that next step. What's the next step? And I know what the next step is. It's just a matter of keep training it for the right. It'll happen. So this next step. Yeah, exactly. And what, what helps you with discipline? with that as well because i know motivation is not something that can be relied on over a long period of time so what helps with you yourself and discipline i think to be honest discipline i think it's knowing the end result yeah. like you can you can like because yes i sometimes we're not all perfect but mm. discipline can mean different things to anyone but it's about building those little habits that's yeah. going to allow you to just take the next step. It's a little steps to take to move forward. And discipline is something that I've I've sort of built just from where I work and, and what I do. But to get discipline, it's like, okay, I'm going to get up today, have an intention for the next day and do it. And if I don't do it, I feel like crap, as most yeah. people would. Yeah. But once you do do it, it's just getting it done. And like, mm-hmm. it's whatever's going whatever's to allow you to I think again, the end, the end goal is is the uh, why you're doing what you're doing is the purpose behind why you're doing what you're doing. Mm. Otherwise, there's no point in doing it. Yeah, that's that's great because a lot of people are disciplined with things and they don't even know why they're disciplined to it. And especially with social media, there's so much information out there. We can take on other people's beliefs, other people's values, and whatnot, and become disciplined of things we're not even enjoying. So I think that's a key thing you touched on there by saying to people like, look, if you want to stay disciplined to something, understand your why behind it and envision that. Exactly. And it's, it's, um, it, you choose to believe someone else's opinions, but if that's not your own opinion, like let it be like express it in a way that's going to 
allow someone else to take a perspective and look at it from there, from your own view, because everyone's got opinions, but mm. you choose to believe someone else's view from your own view. Mm. If you don't believe it, don't, don't like gradually toward, gravitate towards them. Actually believe it in yourself that your opinion is right, because sometimes we all have this situation where every opinion is this and this person is one. There's two sides of the story, as they say. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have to agree with you. I, I acknowledge you, but mm. I have my own beliefs and you choose what you believe in. Yeah. And what the key word you said right there was choose. It's choose, a choice. Yeah. It's a choice. It's a choice. Exactly right. What what helped you gain that perspective on everything's a choice? Because it's a hard pill to swallow at first. I think uh getting into like personal de- like the personal development realm, it's sort of got my eyes open um to it like just learning different tools different modalities to realize that everything you do is a choice you don't have to follow everyone else you can do your own thing if you want to do your own thing Mm. and if someone doesn't like it that's not on you yeah that's on them that's their choice not to like it (laughs) yeah exactly exactly correct like they if you say something and they take it the wrong way, that's something that they need to work on themselves. It's a trigger point for them to do some work, but sometimes people don't understand that. So when you can become allow someone to become aware of it, mm. it's, um, something that it's not a reflection of you. I mean, we are we all are a reflection of ourselves in in some way or another. Yeah, but you make that choice. What stuff you need to work on. Yeah, exactly. And we're in control, or we get to choose our reactions as well. Like I know with certain things, our nervous system can be initially triggered, but you can train your nervous system to not be initially triggered so you can get in front of that so you can respond in the way that you want. Like I like to use road, road rage for an example. Like, <laughs> road rage for an example. Like if someone cuts me off, my first instinct now is not to like yell at them and call them an idiot. My first reaction or my first response is just to take a deep breath and just continue my drive. Like me in the past would be like, Oh, you bloody idiot. Yelling at me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. I, I picture myself looking at them like, me. Years ago, I'd be like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, just breathe and just smile. Yeah, exactly. Because if you take that, if you take that, unhelpful i would say that unhelpful reaction on it's going to lag for your whole day in other areas that you're going to shop at for the day and it's like do you really want to take that energy on throughout the day or would you rather <laughs> just leave it in this moment and carry on yeah it's just it's the hardest bit is it, it's hard for everyone especially men is letting yeah. go <laughs> yeah like i we all we all you probably agree we all still uh we still try to let go of things but it's just like just let it go like it's not it doesn't like that person doesn't serve you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, like no matter how much work like I've done myself, like you still have those moments where inside you you just want to, but it's like it's just it's just containing that and controlling it. It's like, ooh, just, yeah. just just breathe and just chill out. Yes, you want to get frustrated, but you're making yourself frustrated. A situation you can't control. And that's yeah. another thing. Yeah, another thing. People. People focus on the things that are out of their control. Mm. And after that, yeah, that's true. That's 100% true. Like after those moments where you feel that within you and you breathe and calm down, like do you feel yourself feel more powerful after that? Because I know of myself, like once I feel that reaction, I initially straight away control it 
and I get back to calm and normal per se, I then feel more powerful because I was able to control that part of myself. Yeah, 100%. I feel so good just allowing myself. Even It's like going back to that discipline point. It's like when you can, when you can say no to something yeah. and feel like it may not sound like feel good at the start. When you say no, it feels good. And then having mm. not to react about something, it definitely makes you feel like I, I would I, I would say probably accomplished in a way. Like yeah. you didn't you didn't react to that situation. That's a good choice of word, accomplished. Yeah. Mm. Like do you like much of Jordan Peterson's work? Oh, I love his work. I've read his book and yeah. oh, it's so, some of his stuff, it, it sometimes triggers me sometimes. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, because like, uh, this moment is a perfect reflection on one of my favorite quotes by him. And it goes, you should be a monster, an absolute monster. Then you should learn how to control it. It's better to be a warrior in the garden than a garden in the war. 100%. I, I've actually, that one I listened, I don't know whether it was the other day, but I've heard that one. I've shared that one as well. Because you can you can be a monster, but if you know how to tame it in certain ways, yeah, I feel like that's where the strongest version and best version of yourself is, where you know how to control that side of yourself. Because if you have that side of yourself and it's just wild and untamed, that's when dangerous things can happen to yourself or your surroundings, right? But once you learn the skill to put that on tap and be able to control that. Like you get so much power in your life because that also gives you more fuel and more fire to keep pushing forward to keep achieving more greatness because there's at the end of the day, it's all energy and energy can be used as fuel. Energy, yeah. We're all uh we're all uh we're all built up of ninety nine point nine 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 percent of like atoms and energy. So everything you do in life is all about energy. It's whatever you whatever energy you put out to the universe is what you're gonna receive back. Mm, what for that negative yeah. energy. I'd like to ask off that because I love talking about energy, frequencies, and vibrations. It's my, mm-hmm. it's my, it's my gem. But I'd like to ask you, what moments in your life have you realized that was actually a fact, that was a fruition, that the energy you put out there is what you receive? Do you have any examples of yourself? Um, I think. Just switching your the what you say about yourself because mm. I'm also a hypnosis practitioner as well. So I really learn a lot in that by just switching what you say. The power of your words is so important mm. to what you project in the universe. So I used to be someone that said, I can't do this, I can't do that. But then looking back, I'm like, wait, that's I'm projecting that energy. Yeah. How can I do something? How mm. can I, instead of saying I can't all the time, you can, it's just you don't want to. Yeah. What do you, you, you make the choice. Anyone can do something. It's just a matter of whether you believe in, believe in it yourself. So mm. putting out the wrong energy, like I've learned that, like if I'm, for example, if, if I'm in a state of like anger or fear, everything around me is shit. I can mm. see it in my, like in my work, in, in the people I'm talking to, in, in any sort of moment or situation. Whereas if I'm in a place of like happiness and joy, like I've just done a meditation or something and I'm just like enjoying it. I'm like, I'm smiling. Everyone else around me is smiling. The world is wonderful. It's mm. like, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that whatever you, whatever you say to yourself is what you're going to project. Mm. 
hundred percent. And that goes back to like the world is your mirror, because what you are is what you see. Hundred. And like, look, I've 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 learned that from like it's hard. I've learned it from tough tough things. Like it's yeah. In order to as they say, like the world is a mirror, and you can keep getting hit by that truck unless it, unless that semi trailer comes, and you're going to realize that like mm. you're whatever you're projecting is not going to be good for you. And I had that shift, that, that rude awakening for me. Yeah. But that rude awakening is one of the best things that can happen in terms of your personal growth. And it's great that you discover that at a young age. Well, I think it, it's just, it's not that it's just everything else that go like, it's, yeah. it's the, my, my, my condition that I've got and just people I'm surrounding myself with and, and just understanding that someone's, someone's life can can change your life can just change in a split second if you don't make the right choices mm. that's it because life is literally just all choices at the end of the day and it's just being able to maneuver through life to make sure that the choices you are making are best serving you and and it comes back down to what you're working on like everyone's most in this personal you know for this person develop, everyone's working on something an area of their life they want to improve on yeah and you have the choice to say yes or no to every situation you're in. Yeah, exactly right. And it's been able to respect yourself enough because sometimes it's not good to always say yes. And sometimes it's not good to always say no. It's find the balance to see what actually serves you, what's helpful, what's unhelpful, what's harmful, what's not harmful. And it's just been able to identify what works best for you. Mm. Yeah, because I was, um, I'm not sure if you heard of the book of the complete works of Florence Gobbleshin. So it's a book no. all about like vibrations, yeah, universe, energy, and stuff like that. And they're talking about um, fear and language because I want to touch back on the language because I feel like that's a big aspect of what can bring huge shifts in our life. And he was talking about this client that he had, and she always said that she's scared of ladders because apparently if you walk under a ladder, it's bad luck. And she always said it, she always said it. And when she went to the bank one day, she had to um, get past the ladder to be able to get to her security deposit box. And she decided to turn around and walk away because she didn't want to walk under the ladder because she was scared of it. But then she remembered the words of her uh, mentor and was and said to herself, I'm no longer scared of ladders. And then she just repeated herself as an affirmation. She went back 10 minutes later, the ladder was gone completely. And it's like the power of the universe of what you put out there is what you see. And like people may say, oh, it's just a coincidence someone moved the ladder. But <laughs> she put that energy out there and the ladder was gone. Well, <laughs> that is so true. Like I had that awareness happen. Like I wanted, I've always wanted, like looking back, I've always wanted a group of people to surround myself with. And I've now got that. Like I've found. Mm. And it's crazy when you when you put out something to the universe, it automatically just appears just like that. Yeah. Like yeah. the law of attraction. And putting yourself out there as well because it is uncomfortable. I remember when I went to my first ever like personal development event and I went by myself and I was nervous as going. I was like, it's a room full of people. I don't know what to expect. But putting myself in that room is now opened the door for like hundreds and hundreds of different doors over the years. And it's like, wow, just from showing up and making the choice to go to that one place and getting uncomfortable has then brought this new area of my life, which now I'm um, blossoming into. And have you found that within yourself once you started going to like personal development events? Like you just saw so many doors starting to open for you or meeting new people, connections, networking? Like my 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 consciousness is like 
I've met so many people and I've, I've, um, so many like-minded people because mm. I've always, I left school, went straight to TAFE University. So I've always been in that realm of learning new stuff and I've always loved it because I've, we never stopped learning, but I find I've had so many more opportunities. I've heaps of opportunities to where I am at now. I've got, I, I'm loving, I'm very grateful mm. for what I have in my life right now. Yeah. That's great to um, reflect on as well. Like, is that something you consciously do is reflect on your life to be, um, to practice gratitude? Sometimes I forget. Like, I mean, yeah. looking back, I, I had a moment where I was, I'd write every morning my gratitude journal, just what I'm grateful for, but I'm actually grateful for everything I have in my life. Some of the moments that I'm not grateful, I will get out my gratitude journal and I'll, I'll make sure I write down at least minimum five things to be grateful for. Yeah. Because, because gratitude is the ultimate form of receivership. Mm. And if you're yes. grateful in your life, a lot of things can happen. Magic can happen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Once you start showing gratitude to your life, because it's then like giving that good energy back out there to what you've been through, your past and whatnot, to then open more positive energy to come in the future and the present as well. And that's, that's, what we're here for we're here to mm. to be the best that we can be as human beings and <clears throat> looking back everyone's got their stories everyone's been through traumas been through struggles it's part of life life can hit with roller coaster we're going to go up and down yeah. it's just the journey it's a game we play called life it's just how you overcome those challenges how you overcome those moments where where you're in the pit yeah and how do you break through from that Hmm. Do you have any advice around the people that would be in that pit or how they could then reframe their mind to get out of it in terms of mindset? I think it's finding it's it's being able to talk to people. Hmm. Because being able to talk to people, they could be have a very similar story. Yeah. And if you don't want to talk to people, I get it. I understand that you may not be able to find it, but know there's support out there. Know mm. that people can, we have to just have one conversation and can change your whole trajectory of your life. Yeah, literally. You may not, you may not want to have the conversation. It may be hard for you to actually approach someone and have the conversation, but have that conversation. Mm. Even though you're struggling, someone else, be doing to be struggling as well and if yeah. you're in that pit just does it, is it really what you want in your life is it really what you want to stay there or is it something that you want to change mm. yeah there's just being able to reflect on the current situation and deciding which way do you want to go from here and it's what can you do in that situation that's going to that's going to allow you to take another step and take another step could be everyone's got different choices they're making what they want to do take another step yeah. you could either look back and like who are you doing it for why like what is what is your purpose like what, what is your purpose of being in that state yeah 100 percent. it's like making sure that you're being completely honest with yourself as well in those situations and don't be around the bush in terms of what should you do and what do you want to do. You got to be completely vulnerable and honest with yourself in those times. 
and it fuck it, it sucks. Yeah. Like like I I'm I have now I have honest people around me. And I have and it makes me it makes me become more honest about myself. And I've always been honest and transparent, but deep down when I look at when I think back I'm like I wasn't honest but for myself. I was just saying that to myself just to make myself feel good. Yeah. But it's just asking yourself the question, is it something that serves you? Is mm. it something that doesn't serve you? And what is it that you're pretending not to know? Yeah, you're pretending what you know. Because this is a good transition to one of the talk topics as well, was I find very interesting because you said find your voice to express truth, just be you every day. And I know a lot of people can have challenges with expressing themselves <laughs> or being themselves and what do you find has helped you on that journey of expressing and just being you? I think it comes back down to that acceptance piece, accepting who you are for who you are. Yeah. And um, Brendan was someone that taught me to do that. Like he, we were both, we, were, we call each other, wouldn't say not weird, but like we'd, we'd do the most, we'd be, we'd talk about the most random stuff, yeah. but it made sense to us. It may not make sense to someone else, but that's because of someone else. Yeah. <laughs> I, think it's just, I, think, I think it's just expressing, like, if you want to share something, share it. Mm. Whether it's writing it down, whether it's saying it to someone, um, and it's just coming back to, like, that judgment piece. Like, the only judgment is on that person, not you. Yeah, that's so true. Because we're all a reflection of ourselves. Mm. yeah and that's why like we're a reflection of ourselves and that's why i want to bring it back to language as well it's so important to be conscious of your language because like even our subconscious mind doesn't know when we're joking it doesn't know when we're being sarcastic it takes on every bit of information as literal information data and then it implements that to instill beliefs values thought patterns and whatnot so even if you say something and you know, I'm not saying you have to be a robot and be perfect sentenced and language 24 seven, but it's just being more cautious and aware of the language you're using to then make sure that you are programming your mind. Cause essentially that's what we're doing. We're talking, we're hypnotizing ourselves, we're programming our mind. It's just making sure you're cautious or aware, I should say of the language we are using because at the end of the day, it is programming your mind. It is. And, and uh, again, whatever you, whatever you say, you're, 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 your body doesn't know the difference. So your body is going to react in a way that either can be harmful for you or be good for you. Yeah. So it's just reprogramming your mind. And that's something that uh, I never thought about until a few years ago. So it's actually Mm. quite powerful stuff when you think about it. Yeah, it is. And there's a lot to it as well, which is great (laughs) because it's a lot of information to dive into. (laughs) (laughs) Too much sometimes. I I just get immersed in it. So I'm just like, this is, just just blows my mind every time i look at something or speak to someone and they've got a different view on i'm like oh okay that makes sense but it's like it's so fascinating because your brain is just this thing that can always be changing and always be improved yeah i'm like this is a subject i could speak to you about for about we could have like an eight hour <laughs> podcast <laughs> to be honest 12 hours actually we'll be the first ever 24 hour podcast tonight <laughs> <laughs> just get your popcorn ready and yeah, get, yeah. Get your snacks and your dinner and lunch. <laughs> yeah, because it's so true. Like, oh, 
the way our mind works, it can actually be programmed itself to position itself to overcome certain any challenges, anything to deal through, any reactions, responses, and whatnot. I want you to understand this, and you can start putting the stepping stones into building that mindset. Like you start to see your life come into a fruition that you always wanted. And that's the beautiful thing. And that's why I want to touch on this because to the people listening, if you are facing a challenge or if there's something that you are stuck on, know that you can program your mind to become, let's just say, evolved or grown or in a different position that you want it to be now because nothing is permanent, especially life, you know, because life changes every day. Even our mindset, mental health, physical health, overall well-being can change every day. So if you feel like you're stuck at the moment, I just want to give you a reminder that you're not stuck. Just put in that work in yourself 1% every day and you start to see growth and transitions happen in your life. And that's, I 100% agree with you. Like, mm. you, you, if you put in the 1%, 1% little gains every day, you're gonna, you're gonna be able to get out of that stuck situation. And it's something that I've taught myself to do mm. by listening to certain things, by speaking to certain people, and by just, just doing little actions. Yeah. To do that. What do you do daily to help with that one percent growth? Like, do you read books? Do you get yeah? So I, learn? I'm a uh, kinesthetic, kinesthetic sound like sort of learner. What are like kinesthetic and yeah, I'm the same auditory, auditory yeah. learner. So I, I, I've got books. Like, literally have tons of books, but I literally just much rather listen to an audible or mm. something. So what I do is I'll, I'll exercise in the morning. That's one of my habits. One of my routines: exercise in the morning. Um, after that, I'll go for a go for a swim or go to the beach and then meditate do a bit of breath work um mm. and listen to a listen to an audible on the way i'll do that on the way back from training as i go from a swim and then i think meditation is something i've never gotten into until the last couple of years and it yeah. sort of shifted my whole life it's calmed my mind it's, mm. it's allowed me to focus on things i want to focus on and same with breath work breath yeah. works allowed me to tap into something that i tap into my higher self Mm. allows me just to slow down just to just to be in that moment and it's whether it's listening to a story it could be Mm. non-fiction it could be fiction it's whatever you think is going to help you in that situation to gain that one percent to move forward yeah becoming more mindful as well because yeah. I was like yourself up until the last couple of years like I wasn't into meditation or breath work whatsoever like if you asked me about four years ago to do breath work, I would have been like, I'm not sitting in a circle breathing like <laughs> <laughs> what, the, what what hell is this? Like what yeah. is I mean, it's just it's fascinating. Like I've never yeah, it's being able to use your neuro pathways to tap mm-hmm. into something that is natural. Yeah, literally. And I would use substance, I would use alcohol to sort of because I deal with physical pain, I use alcohol to numb the pain, but now I use breath work to sort of help me understand what my body's telling me. Yeah. And it's, it's so powerful. Mm, it's one of the most powerful things I've ever discovered. Once I started doing breath work and meditation and I changed my fixated mind into being open-minded, once I got the benefits from it or once I started to feel the benefits from it, it completely changed my life. Like meditation and breath work are easy non-negotiables for me in my life. Yeah, if you don't have to do it every day, like I was doing it every day, then I realized, and I'm I'm asthmatic. Yeah. Um. So I was doing it every day, but my lungs 
I mean, I, ever since I've started training several years ago, my my lungs have been nothing but good by doing breath works different levels. So you don't have to do it every day, but if you just want to trial it, mm. um, it's just the trust and surrender piece. Like that's the biggest yeah. thing because people get into that fight or flight state. Mm. So if you're fighting it, that's because it's new to you. You would actually trust and surrender into that piece. And breath work really, really gets the nervous system pumping because the nervous system not really experienced something like this before. Yeah. So it's just being able to trust yourself that you're in safe hands mm. and then just do it. I don't know. It's up to you. Like if you want to trial it, just do it like yeah. here and there. Not There's heaps of, pl- heaps of stuff on YouTube. Heaps yeah. of free stuff on YouTube you can look at. Yeah. It's like the 10 minute wind puff one there is. And yeah. All the, yeah um, like there's heaps, there's heaps of breath works out there, but in terms of like surrendering, like what helped me surrender to meditation was breath work. Because before I did breath work, I'd try and meditate. And I would get frustrated because I couldn't get silence because I didn't really understand meditation at the time. But once I started doing breath work and then the meditation after it, I was then able to learn the skill of meditation. So now I can drop into meditation without breath work. But I feel like breath work was the gateway of me surrendering to meditation. 100%, yeah. yeah. I, I would definitely... I'd have to agree with you. Like if it wasn't for breath work, I don't think I'd be able to surrender meditation. I'm very similar to yourself. I can actually mm. just drop into after doing three in through the nose, out through the mouth breaths, I can drop into meditation just like that. Same with breath work. Yeah. That's Quite powerful. That's the beauty of becoming present as well, because you just become still in the moment. And that's what I love about the meditation now. Because before when I first started, was I want to touch on this for people that are maybe new to meditation or want to get into it. When I first started meditation, I thought it was all about stopping your thoughts and stopping them. So I'd be sitting there for 10 minutes having a fight internally with myself, <laughs> having the internal argument. Like, why is this not working? But once I realized it's just to sit, become present and observe, that changed the whole game for me. Would you say it was similar to you or what helped you be able to make that transition into dropping into meditation? I think it's dropping meditation. That's a good one. Um, it's just being being still in that moment. Mm. Like dropping into it, it's looking back now because I'm just reflecting. It's like so easy for me to do now, but if I were to give someone advice who's just starting out into it, you make you tell yourself a story. Yeah. The story you tell yourself, you can't drop into meditation. That's the story you're telling yourself. That's the unconscious brain saying you can't do this. Mm. Whereas if you just change the words, say, I like that, I'm going to give this a go, give it a crack, even if it's just for five minutes, even two minutes, or even a minute. Yeah. It's the story you're telling yourself. Mm. That's true. Because I think there's a lot of misconception out there that meditation has to be like half an hour to an hour no, and sit no. there. Like literally, sometimes I just do it for two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Trauma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes I get lost. I've done long meditations and I'm like, oh, I don't have enough time to do five minutes. I'll just do five minutes and it's just, I'm set. Like, it's, sometimes it may need, may need a couple of times throughout the day. But again, it's that, to- it's that story you're telling yourself. Tell mm. yourself that you're just going to give it a go. Yeah. And see how your body reacts to it. Like, my little brother, he's got, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's on this high realm. He's got a bit of autism. But again, that's, that's the, the label behind it. But he's, starting to get up, board him and educate himself and he's starting to learn it because his brain's mm. always thinking and it's 
yeah. the little things that you do. Yeah, and it's all about like the 1%, back to the 1% as well, because you got to start somewhere, but every time you practice it, it's a 1% growth. And the more you get that growth, the more powerful it becomes. And like when I speak to people about the 1% rule as well, like I use gym as an example or health, health and gym. And people go, oh, I train, but then I have two months off, then I don't want to go anymore. But it's like, if you do 1% every day, have two months off, uh, let me start this again. So think of a calendar year, 365 days. If you have two months off in that 365 days, you still progressed 305%, even though 60% was missing. You've still grown 305% overall in that year, even though you had two months off. Still let that two months off to be something that pushes you back. Because when you get back onto it, you're 1% over a long-term period as well, as long as you get back on the horse. That's, that's interesting. That's, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, because it, like I think a lot of people get stuck on that. I used to be like this in the past. Like I always fought short-term. So I wouldn't go to the gym for a month or two. I'm like, oh, I'm not going anymore. But then I didn't look at the bigger picture. Like if I get back into it now, and then by the end of the year, the progress I would have made from the start of the year till now, like it's just immense of how much growth can actually happen. It's just look at the things that are bigger picture, even though you can't see the results in the moment or if you can't feel it in the moment. I think for me, the biggest thing for me with this, with, with this uh, Shaka Maritu that I've got, mm. it's I need to exercise. Yeah. Like it's not like, yes, it may, like I've been told from doctors to do like yoga and swimming, but I need to, I need to move my body. Otherwise my body just stiffens up. Mm. And if I don't exercise, it's um, makes it worse. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you may not train for s- certain periods of the time, but if you just do a little bit of movement each day, it's, it's better than nothing. Mm, I love that you said that movement every day is better than nothing. Like, because you don't have to go to the gym and lift heavy. No, you don't have to be a bloody bodybuilder seven days of the week, power lifter. Like for me, I go to the gym a few days a week, but the days I don't go to the gym, I'll simply just go for a walk. Like it's all about moving the body because for me, like it's a healthy body, healthy mind, vice versa. So it's just making sure I move my body one way or another each day. And it sounds like that's a similar for you. Yeah. And it's, and it's okay to rest. It's okay to yeah. slow down and rest. And yeah. I was always, I was like, go, 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 go. And I was like, no, now I can listen to my body and I know when it's time to rest. I know when it's time to slow down. Sometimes yeah. I, I don't listen. Mm. I, that's because I'm in this moment. Yeah. It's like, I need to do this. It's like, no, I don't really need to do that. I need to just rest. And that comes back down to surrendering to mm. your body telling you to slow down because I know I'll speak from a, a male's perspective, from my own experience. You can just want to push, like not just with gym, but anything in life, like work, um, relationships or whatever it is, you can try and push things to the max and anything in life. And it's just being able to surrender and step back and be like, no, I've got to have a little time out or just a little break right now and just reassess and then get back into it. And you don't need to do like, well, what, what's saying like you need to do these things? Like you can do it another day. Yeah. I mean, I still, I'm still learning that coming from my perspective as well. <laughs> like I'll, I'll set myself tasks and then I set myself too big of a task and I have there's not enough time in the day, but you don't need to do it. Like you can just mm. stop. And a lot of people forget that like, yeah it's like where do those beliefs come from is that something you've built up from personal experience or is this beliefs that you've adopted from other people and i feel that's a question that people are going to ask themselves when they feel like they have to do something i think it's just the it's not from 
And it's just people, it's stuff I've adopted from other people, other mentors that I've got in my life that yeah. I've actually learned from and people that I'm surrounding myself with have told me like, Kyle, you don't need to do that. And I'm like, oh, he's probably right. Or he's probably right. <laughs> and I'm like, and it's like, oh, it makes sense. And it's just people, again, it comes back to that, mm. that people you surround yourself with and the people I've learned from. It's having mentors in your life. Mm. If I had a mentor in my life back when I was a teenager, yeah. like my whole life would be a different trajectory than it is now. Yeah. And that's why I like, I love seeing other mentors, other coaches teach young kids because mm. that wasn't around when I was a kid. Yeah. All we taught was from my mother and father. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's the, exactly what you said there. That's what drew me into doing youth work was to be that role model that I never had and just be there for young people and try and just teach them things. And even if it's just that one little sentence you may say to them, it might be one of the biggest things, you know, and just being that person there to be an example as well for young people and teenagers too. And that's a powerful thing within itself as an example. And that's why it's great to seek mentors, like no matter what age you're at, I think it's always great to seek a mentor because they can teach you a lot of things about business, a lot of things about life, a lot of things about anything in general, depending on what you want to learn or attain by someone who's rather got that or has got the knowledge and skills in that. And just learning from them is a great thing. Yeah, and I think that comes back down to um, how you grow up as well. Like what what's 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 your what what have you been through that you can help others with? Yeah. And for me, I'm the oldest of five. Yeah. So I've always been that mentor for my siblings. Mm. And since I've been doing work on myself, my relationship has been my communication with my siblings is is next level. It's like completely different. To like I, I can now communicate in my mind so much stronger than it was mm. previous to doing the work. So when you can make a change in your life and do the work on yourself, everything else around you shifts. Yeah, that's beautiful, bro. Like those connections got stronger. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Yeah, and that's all a reflection of yourself as well. And I think – that's a big theme of this podcast today is that a reflection of yourself is what you see in the world. So if you're putting that work in yourself, it's then going to rub off and you're going to build those connections deeper with your family, which is awesome to hear, brother. Mm, in every aspect of what, life. What books, um, what, what some books that you've listened to that a brother brought an impact into your life or whatever it may be? Um, one book I listened to would have been uh, – a couple of years ago, which most people probably heard of, it was Miracle Morning. Yeah. That was a big sort of shift to me. Um, so many books. Um, I'm currently listening to David Goggins, Never Finished. Yeah. Man, that's some powerful, some powerful stuff. Even the Audible on that was awesome. Um, what I would say Miracle Morning is definitely one of my top top three books just because it's mm. helped sort of shift have you listened to that book before yourself no i haven't that's i just took a note of it then yeah it's called the miracle so it's a miracle morning it's how to start your day before eight o'clock in the morning miracle morning and that's yeah it's, i think it's from rod elrod i think his name is yeah um another one oh, i'm trying to think the name of it um 
There's the seven habits of highly effective people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one's a big one um, that I listen to. Atomic Habits. Mm, that's a great one. Yeah, really good one. Um, I think, yeah, they're probably the main the main books. Even like listening to auto like auto like autobiographies like sometimes mm. we listen to someone's story you can really resonate with you if it's your own story and that's yeah. why david goggins really re- resonates with me so much yeah his book come at me is definitely my top three books of all time that book is crazy but his this mm. one he's got now it hits it's hit so many triggers is like, that i'm listening to it oh sorry keep going bro sorry i'm listening to it and i'm just like gives me so much more motivation listening to it i'm just like oh this is this is so good. Is that the one, the cover of it is him running like in the marathon? Yeah, I've got that on my yeah. list. I'm going to get to that. Yeah, I, I've, there's so many. There's, I've got a list of them. Like there's so many of books that I've read and um, listened to that I kept saved. Like my whole gallery is just, um, what was it? Um, there's You Can't Hurt Me is a massive. Yeah. Um, good Vibes, Good Life. By Vex King. Yeah. That's a great... Oh, Models. Um, have you read Models by Mark Manson? No, I haven't. It's... Um, I'll check that one out too. Jocker Wilnick one, Extreme Ownership. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. That's a... That's a um, well, there are so many gems for listeners here for them to have a deep dive into some books to learn I'll some send books. them through. I'll send them through. Yeah. But it's... Uh, it's definitely uh, oh, there's one there's one that really hit me, and it was called The Art of Resilience mm. by Ross e- Eg- Egley. Oh yeah, I know that book. It was a guy that ran. It was a guy that swam the channel, and he did it in like a certain period of time. So those stories are really resonant with me, mm. just because of my own story, and also the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah, that's a good book too. <laughs> 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 Also, I've got I've got um, one final question at the end here. It's a bit more of a different one, but if you could have actually, I've got two questions for you. The first Keep one going. is: if you can, if you could study with one person on any subject, who would it be? So, if you could be mentored by anyone in the world for the next twelve months, who would it be, and what would you be working on or learning? If I could be mentored by anyone in the world. Who would it be? Um, or what I'd work be. on? Yeah. Mm. That's a really, really good question. Mm. Would it be? I'm just trying to. It's one of those questions, isn't it? Because. It's like yeah. there's so much out there. Trying to pinpoint one specific thing that you'd love to do for the next twelve months, or one thing you'd love to learn. Mm. I think, honestly, it's something I'm working on right now, um, mm. and that'd be mm. I'd have to like. Uh, there's two. There's two people that come to mind. No, and I'll the both areas I'm working. You got twenty four months. You can have both. <laughs> okay, 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 cool. Um, is Neil Strauss? Oh, nice. 
Neil Strauss, obviously his book, um, uh, what's the name of the book? Um, I've got it literally written down. Um, the Game, I think it's called. Yeah. Something. And the other one would be Tony Robbins. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I think he's just, his whole, yeah, I love listening to him, Tony Robbins. Yeah, can you imagine 12 months with Tony Robbins? <laughs> no, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> the, next, the next question is, if you could have dinner with four people, rather alive or in a different life, who are those four people at that table with you? I've had this question asked to me once before, but it was a while ago now. Um, four people. It would be <clears throat> past life or this life. Like it would be um, one Ellen Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. Two would be um, would be my mate Brendan, mm. who's rest in peace again. Who's not who's not in this world right now, but number three. This one's a, um, would be Dwayne Johnson. Nice. I love that. <laughs> and number four. Mm, number four would be. Um, probably. I'm just thinking, well, one person comes to mind Jordan Peterson that would be a I cool think, table I, I think I think I think just listening like I'm, I love listening to mm. just yeah they're, they're the four people I had so many more but I was like think what comes to mind yeah and they're all awesome. different areas different areas of life yeah like you want a bit of a diverse table so you can listen to so many different perspectives different journeys different outlooks so that's a really cool table mm-hmm. with um Finish this podcast up. Is there anything that you want to leave with the listeners? Any messages? Um, the one message I want to leave with is just whatever you're going through, whether it's personal, business, in your life, know that you can overcome the challenge. Mm. You get to choose how you overcome the challenge. Mm. Coming from someone who's been through a lot, it's a matter of what can you do to overcome the challenge. And remember that don't let anyone cloud your judgment mm. to what you want to do when you're with your life. Because yes, you may have a condition. Yes, you may have a medical condition. But don't let that stop you from doing things that you want to do. Mm. I love that, bro. That's powerful. Is, do you have mm. anything coming up that the listeners could engage? Um, are there any offerings that you are coming up or how could people find you on social media? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so on social media, I'm under Kyle Current. That's all. I am Kyle Current. That's K-Y-A-L-C-U-R-R-A-N-T. Uh, Facebook as well. TikTok, I am Kyle Current. Um, I'm actually, I've got an event on next weekend with a friend of mine, Jess Mello. We're running a breathwork scaling hypnosis event Mm. um and yeah just to keep watching this space where's that uh, where's that event on is that gold coast 
It's on, it's on the Gold Coast, yeah. It's yeah. on uh, the 29th of January at the Solway Hub Yeah. Um, on the Gold Coast. It's uh, limited spots are available. So if you want to come along, most definitely follow me, add me, um, and you can reach out as well. And also um, help support other people, like people with medical conditions, to find mm. what it is their purpose is. Um, through my programs that I've learned and my own sort of self, my own life experiences yeah. as well. Yeah, I highly recommend everyone checking out Carl's stuff as well and all the up-and-coming things he has coming. I'm a big advocate for the work he does, the message he pushes and the value he brings into this world. I'll also link in all of Carl's um, links within this bio of this podcast as well. So you want to find out the work he does or anything that's coming up check out the bio and you'll be able to find Carl and all of his stuff. But I just want to say thank you for jumping on, brother. It's been an honor to have you here. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure and I'm, um, I'm very appreciative of it. No worries at all, man. And thank you, everyone, for listening as well. Please get the podcast yeah. to share, follow and whatnot. But we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Great. Thank you, guys.